We've got to begin by letting our prayers change us and our time in the presence of God in His throne room turn the light on us and show us our sin. And then we've, we've got to deal with our sin in prayer in the proper way. Welcome to the One Cry Podcast, a nationwide call for spiritual awakening. The goal, accelerating the movement of God through sharing revival truth, stories, and reports. Well, welcome to the One Cry Podcast. I'm Kyle Reno. I'm joined with Bill Elif, the man, the myth, the legend uh, here, and we're excited <laughs> to start a sort of a new season here. We may have missed this a couple weeks. If you didn't, maybe that should hurt our feelings, Bill, a little bit that we were gone a few weeks and didn't yeah. even know. <laughs> I hope that you did because we are we love with the privilege of getting to do this podcast. It's an awesome thing. Get to do it with Bill and you know the heartbeat of this podcast by now, or maybe you're joining us for the first time, is to really to help cooperate with God's work in our nation right now and to believe for revival and spiritual awakening to spread in a, in a fresh way. And we know that you might be watching this the week it, it lands, or you may be watching it in a different time period. Uh, regardless, we hope these things help fuel our passion for a move of God. And so we're starting sort of a new series here, Bill, and really talking about prayer that changes stuff. Man, prayer that changes the world, changes people, changes the spiritual trajectory. And I know, man, you got a deep passion for this. Well, I do. You know, the older I get, Kyle, uh, the more some things don't seem as important anymore as they once did. And some things seem really important. Right. And uh, you just realize that prayer moves the hand of God and brings God into the equation. And there's nothing, there's no substitute for that. And, uh, you know, we, we long for things to be different. We, we long for change. We look around in our nation. We look at our own life. We look at our family. Uh, we look at our churches and we, we want to see things changed. You know, you say, how do I do that? Do I do with humanistic means, do I do we kind of manipulate stuff and work stuff out? And there are things that we we need to do that God tells us to do. But the first thing we need to do is to connect with God and hear His agenda. And that's what we're going to talk about, really, Kyle, for several weeks. For uh, right. for the next four or five weeks, we're going to be talking about this. And uh, I hope everybody will tune in for all of these podcasts because they're going to build on each other a little bit. Yeah, that's right. Well, I, I know I have a funny story for you, Bill, Bill and I both, you know, he has eight kids and uh, um, like 647 grandkids at this point, I believe. That's <laughs> just awesome. 642. Have, we just had. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a, uh, I have five kids. And so, man, we know what it's like uh, to hear someone ask, you know, the, the bold request of a child. I, I'll tell you a funny story, and you could take us into the truth recently. So I have four boys and then uh, our baby girl. She's three. She's Joy. And we were sitting watching some Christmas, I think Mickey Mouse Christmas or something. And uh, Joy sitting beside me on the other side, Cooper. And she didn't even look over at him. And she just said, go get me a water. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he he starts to get up. My eleven-year-old and I went whoa 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 whoa. I said, brother, <laughs> if if you if you start down this trajectory, 
that it, it will never stop. Never stop. <laughs> it, it, it was there. And I thought like, there's something wrong about that request and demand even, but there's something so right that we know about positioning ourselves in prayer and the kind of prayers that move the heart of God. So Bill, won't you kick us off? Well, uh, <laughs> that's, that's classic. As you could have said that in just a little bit different way. And, <laughs> You know, as we approach the Lord in prayer, we want we want to start at. Uh, we thought about the order of these, and we want to start it at a particular place. And uh, and 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 if you have your Bible, you and or it's accessible, you could you could turn to Psalm fifty one right now, and uh, we'll look at at this incredible passage of Scripture together. I have a, a dear friend. His name is Jerry Byram, and. Uh, Jerry and I have have served together for 30 years. He's one of the elders at our church, was our worship pastor for many years. Uh, and he's just an, an unusual man of God. He's uh, probably one of the finest uh, pediatricians in our city and has been recognized in that way. When I came to know him about 30-something years ago, he was a nice guy, a a a fairly you know regular churchman uh, was involved in things, but there was no real spiritual power to his own admission and dynamic. And about the same time, he began to study the book "Experiencing God" by Henry Blackaby, and that was about the time I came to the church and. Uh, became his pastor, and he and I, I began to disciple him a bit, and and we began to mentor, really disciple each other. I told Jerry, I said, Jerry, the first thing you have to do is make sure that there's nothing between you and God, and nothing between you and anybody else, if you want the power of God. And uh, and so uh, I encouraged him to go through a process of prayerful repentance and confession. And uh, he's just written, Jerry's just written a book about his life and an amazing thing that God did through his life and through a church and building a church in Russia. That all began with prayers of repentance, prayers of repentance. You, You can't really go past there. You, you, if, if we're not walking with the Lord or we're away from the Lord or uh, we're not in sync with the Lord, uh, we can try praying this and that and the other. But first, we have to get before the Lord and get the, get the pipes cleaned out, get the junk out. There's no passage that deals with that and no prayer that deals with that better than Psalm 51. You know, the setting... It was after David had committed the serious sin of adultery with Bathsheba, uh, even uh, murder with her husband. And, uh, and he, he comes, finally, when he realizes his sin because of the reproof of the prophet, uh, he comes in Psalm 51 and gives us this incredible prayer, and it's a prayer of confession. If we want our prayers to move the world, to change things, we've got to begin by letting our prayers change us and our time in the presence of God in his throne room, turn the light on us and show us our sin 
And then we've, we've got to deal with our sin in prayer in the proper way. So this gives an incredible model. And I want you to notice several things in this passage about these prayers of confession, which is where we ought to begin our time of prayer with the Lord. First of all, spiritual confession takes full responsibility. In, in, in this passage in Psalm 51, uh, David uses personal pronouns 30 times. I just think about this. He could have said, well, Bathsheba, she was doing this, and Uriah was doing this, and, 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 and I'm under a lot of stress, and, and business is hard, and life is tough. But what he said was this, wash me thoroughly from my sin and from my iniquity and cleanse me. I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. I've done a lot of counseling through the years. And the first thing I have to do when a couple comes in who have trouble in their marriage is to get them from pointing the finger at the other end of the couch. Because that's what they've been doing for years. If each one will take personal responsibility, we can change something. We can see God change their marriage. But never will that happen if they don't take full responsibility. <clears throat> so if you want to pray prayers that change the world, start by looking inside your own heart right now. Lord, search me. Try me, show me any wicked, hurtful way that's in me. First of all, it takes full responsibility. Secondly, spiritual confession relies on God's mercy. In other words, David didn't come and say, Lord, I'm going to try to do better. I'm going to do 10 push-ups. I'm going to go to church more. Uh, he said, be gracious to me, verse 1, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to to the greatness of your compassion, blot out my transgressions. David knew that the only way he could be forgiven and the only way he could be cleansed was by God's mercy. And so he lays himself upon the mercy of God. Now, the wonderful thing is God invites us to do that. In fact, the great illustration is that he sent his son, Christ, to take our sin for us so that we could be fully forgiven and the price fully paid for all of our sins. So we come humbly, don't we, as we pray, Lord, please be merciful to me. Thirdly, spiritual confession sees the root of our sin. David comes down in uh, verse uh, 5, and he said, Lord, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Now, he, he's not saying my mother did something sinful at my birth. What he's saying is, Lord, I've been a sinner since birth. I, I have this problem, and it's in me, and I know my problem. And so he recognizes that without God and without Christ, we're just sunk. And then he goes on in his confession, and, and he says this in verse 10, Create in me a clean heart, O oh God. So a real prayer of confession, if we want to be right with God and begin to pray with a clean line between us and heaven, we first see our sin rightly, but not only just for forgiveness, we want cleansing. 
We want God to change something. We want God to remove that root of the problem. And if we're not willing to do that, we're just playing games with God. Let me just pause right here and ask you, have you been coming to the Lord and, and saying, Lord, just forgive me my sins with no intent of change, with no intent of responding to the Lord? Or, or do you come with a truly broken heart and say, Lord, I, I ask for your forgiveness, but Lord, I want to be cleansed. I want to be purified. I want to be made different. And not only that, there's a, there's a fifth thing that David does. This prayer of confession was a prayer that longed for a sustained life of obedience. I love what he says in verse 10 and 12. Created me a clean heart, O God. Renew, now listen to this, a steadfast spirit within me. So Lord, I, I, I ask that you cleanse me and purify me, but Lord, I want to be steadfast. I want to stick. I want to stay in a life of obedience. And then he adds something else in verse 12 that's so beautiful. Sustain me with a willing spirit. In other words, Lord, I want to start walking in obedience but I want to stay in obedience. I want to be sustained in a life of obedience. And I know that's going to happen with a willing spirit. In other words, Lord, I don't want to have this stubborn, rebellious, proud spirit that you're constantly have, having to break me and, and uh, just to get my attention. I want to be willing, Lord. Sustain me. Give me a spirit that is willing to do your will. I think of what uh, the Bible says about Jesus, that he delighted to do God's will. Do you, do you delight to do God's will? I mean, is the will of God something that God has to pull you along to get you to do, to convince you to do? Or have you, have you become so convinced of the goodness of God and the value of prayer and a life of communion with him that you don't want anything between you and God, and you are constantly willing to do anything that he speaks to you about through the promptings of his spirit or the illumination of his word. Sustain me with a willing spirit. And then this is so beautiful, and Kyle's going to talk about this in a few weeks on the podcast. He prays for the return of God's presence. He says here in verse 11, do not cast me away from your presence and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Now that's an Old Testament prayer, not a New Testament prayer. Because the difference is in the Old Testament, the Spirit of God would come upon men and then leave men. In the, in the New Covenant, the Holy Spirit has come to indwell us and He will never leave us or forsake us. But we can certainly push him off the throne of our life, can't we? I mean, we, we, can, we can choose to do what we want to do, and, uh, and we quench the Spirit, and we grieve the Spirit, and for all intents and purposes, we act like he's not even there. We pay no attention to his presence, and we lose the conscious awareness and the power of the presence of God. Everything flows from the presence of the Lord. And if you don't have that, 
You got nothing, nothing that matters, nothing that lasts. You want to see change in your life, change in your city, change in your work. It's not going to happen without the presence of God. And so David comes and he prays, Lord, cleanse me, uh, forgive me, sustain me with a willing spirit, keep me going. And Lord, fill me with your presence and your power and let me live out of the overflow of your presence. And in that light, he goes on in verse 14 and 15 to pray for useful ministry coming out of that. Look at verse 14. Deliver me, O Lord, the God of my salvation, and then my tongue will joyfully sing of your righteousness, O Lord. Open my lips that my mouth may declare your praise. In, words, in other words, Lord, I want you to change my family. I want you to change my world. But I know I've got to be clean and right with you to even talk to you, to even commune with you. So in prayer, Lord, cleanse me, create a clean heart, a willing spirit. Uh, give me back the sense of your presence and the reality of your presence. And then, Lord, presence. And then, Lord, use me. Just use me. Open my lips. I want to be the agent of change. In other words, I'm willing for you to use me to change my family and to change my world. And this leads to incredible joy, this usefulness. He, he says, make me to hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that were broken because of my sin now begin to rejoice and restore the joy of your salvation. And the final step in this prayer, interesting, interestingly enough, in Psalm 51, is that David play, prays for national revival. He comes down in verse 18, by your favor, do good design. Do good design. Lord, what you're doing in me, don't let my sin hinder what you want to do in our nation and in my city. And Lord, we pray that you would bring revival to me and then you would bring revival and spiritual awakening to our nation. So Kyle, as we think about in these next few weeks, prayers that change the world and prayers that change a nation, uh, it begins right here, doesn't it? I mean, it That's starts right. with our recognizing our need to be right with God in order to pray and to be an instrument for God to use to change the things around us. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I was thinking, uh, this is not great grammar, but it's uh, good theology that that prayer always change, changes the prayer, <laughs> the one that is praying. And what you see, and I think it's the perfect start to the the kinds of prayer that changes stuff. That the that the person that prays first gets before God and gets honest, and he gets bare before God and he lays his life because you can't move past the realities of our personal need for God to the need for God in other things. And so, what you see modeled in David in this psalm is beautiful: is that he gets guttural, he gets guttural, yeah. he he get he gets very authentic before his God about his own personal sin, and it's the start of something. It's the start of a whole new season of life and leadership for him. He could have been done, like David could have been done, and over, and many others in the Scripture do in that way. But mm -hmm. even, even in his worst moment, he has one of his best responses, and it was repentance. You know, uh, just real practically, uh, 
when Jerry and I first started meeting together 30 years ago, I challenged him to do what my dad had challenged me to do one day when I was coming back to the Lord, when I was young, 17 years old. He said, uh, get a, a notepad, put the word sin list at the top, put a number one, and then pray, Lord, turn, on, turn the light on. Yeah. Show me anything in my heart between me and you or between me and others. And, and just write it down. Don't make excuses. Don't say, but she did this, he did this. Just write them down and then go back and walk through those in prayer, seeking forgiveness and cleansing from each one. And those that you've hurt somebody else, you'll need to go make some restitution. You'll need to clear mm -hmm. your conscience. The first time mm -hmm. I did that, uh, it was seven pages long front and back. <laughs> and that was, uh, over 50 years ago. Uh, if you ask me when was the last time I did that, I would tell you probably about uh, probably about a week or so ago. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been the regular habit of my life, even mm -hmm. just to write those things down. Uh, the list has gotten shorter by the grace <laughs> of God, yeah. but it's still it's still a needed exercise. And I, I've True. never come before the Lord, Kyle, that God did not show me something that needed adjustment. Never, yeah. not one time in yeah. in 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 my whole life. Yeah. And so we let those things accumulate, those right. sins accumulate and they become like a brick wall between us and God. And people say, well, when I pray, it just it feels like it just bounce it off, you know. And uh, so we need to start with these yeah. prayers of repentance. Yeah. God's not playing games. He he's not wanting to move on into the conversation about other things where there's these glaring things in our life because he loves us. I, I, as you, you just keep saying that, of course, we've shared that terminology for a long time when the lord turns the light on that's yeah. the loving light of god that's not yeah. that's not it's not a harsh hard light that's a light that says hey i love you too much and and i agree with you bill and learning how to walk with god over decades now is that list has changed uh, but it but there's always a list <laughs> there's always a list <laughs> like, and and what the what used to be very overt you know and very easily identifiable in this season of, of my life, it God's getting to the motive behind that. God's getting yeah. to the like, like, hey, why do you say that? Why do you think that? Why, why? Where's that? Where's that coming from? And if I don't slow down enough to start there, if we don't, if we move to just praying for things out there to happen and not for in here, we're skipping a step. And so I think that, man, yeah. this is a very, very, very powerful way to start the kind of prayer that changes them. You know, uh, just one final illustration before we pray. We, like you said, we ought to see this as the loving grace of God. Mm -hmm. I, think of your life like a, a cup and we have these sins like big rocks in there and, and it just fills up that cup. And, and so the, the, we can't have communion with God because all this junk and communion with others is, is hindered too. So God helps us take out the big rocks, but then there's the medium sized rocks. And then he gets down to the smaller rocks and then he gets down to the little pea gravel, you know, mm -hmm. and he keeps that sifting process. I think it'll happen all the way till we see him. I know That's it right. will That's and right. purifies us. And the reason is Kyle, so that we might, be like him and share his holiness. 
Right. What a privilege that he wouldn't let up on us. Right. You know, that he that he keeps pressing in to get that junk out of our soul. Mm -hmm. That's right. Well, I know, Bill, that it's our heart cry and these podcasts is not just preach about it, share it, but to pray it. And so I, I would love to start us. And this is where uh, I would encourage our listeners. Don't just listen to Bill and I pray for this part. That's God would start something fresh in us. But that would you join us, even as you're driving, listening, whatever it is, ask the Lord to turn the light on, to turn it on. And I'll, I'll start us, Bill, and you can close this out in a second. We'll do it. Father, we love you, and we welcome the light of your presence. We welcome in our inner world. So, God, I pray for our listeners. I pray for myself, Lord. Even as Bill sharing, i just reminded of the Psalm 51 moments that we need every season of our life, day by day. So, Lord, that you could change us. Lord, that you're not here to hurt us, that you're here to heal us. And so I, I pray for us as a people, Lord, the kind of prayers that we would pray to you about areas of our life that needs to be confessed, that we need to be cleansed from. God, I, I'm asking even for our listeners that I pray for a breakthrough. I pray for, I pray for mm -hmm. some big rocks, some right. big rocks, Lord, to be brought before you and you would let them know, us know, that you've already died for that, that you've already cast that as far as the east is from the west, and now they can live free, to live free, Lord. So we welcome that kind of work into our life and the listeners, and I pray it would be the start of personal revival. And Father, uh, as, we, as we walk over these next few weeks over learning how to pray prayers that change stuff, that really change things. Mm -hmm. Lord, we want to be agents of change. Right. We, we want to be your instruments of, of, uh, of change mm -hmm. in this world that bring life to people, bring revival, bring healing, bring help to people. And Father, we can't do that if we don't pray. Right. And we can't pray if we won't own up to all that's in us first that needs adjustment. And so I, I pray, Father, that we wouldn't rush past this. I pray that whoever's listening today, including Kyle and, mm -hmm. and, and including me, Lord, uh, we will stop. We'll get out a piece of paper and make a sin list and mm -hmm. sit before you in prayer and say, Lord, reveal anything in me that hinders my relationship. And Lord, if we need to go clear our conscience with somebody, we'd do it this week. We wouldn't wait. We wouldn't hesitate. And Father, then that you would restore in us a willing spirit and a steadfast spirit and the fullness of your presence. And then we would teach transgressors your ways and sinners would be converted to you. So we pray for that outcome. And uh, Lord, teach us to pray prayers that change the world in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, as always, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, we would love for you to help us out, spread the word, send it to somebody, like it. Uh, and we're praying for you as we walk into this new season and this new series together. See you soon.